Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. So this week, we kind of wanted to have um, a continuation of what came up in our episode last week, where last week we talked about um, shooting yourself for not knowing better or telling yourself essentially that you should know better. And one of the things that came up in the end of that episode was the idea that sometimes we think that we should tell ourselves we should know better so that we don't have to assign blame to ourselves for how we're feeling in that moment, for the anxiety and the overwhelm or whatever. But the interesting part is that the blame is actually optional. We actually don't have to look to assign blame for anything. That whole part is 100% within our control and something that we don't have to do. Um, And oftentimes when we think that we need to blame someone, what we're doing is we're creating this victim villain premise that inherently feels bad no matter what. When you're the victim, it feels bad. And when you're the villain, it feels bad. So it's not like we're enabling us to feel better or like love or kindness or supported or whatever the case may be. Um, And so we just wanted to spend this episode talking about this notion of blame and this idea that we think that there needs to always be someone to blame. Yeah, exactly. So in the example of, let's say, the workplace, um, if something happens on a project, let's say there's a mistake on a project or, you know, there's been a delay or something, we think our brains, and and that's, and it's not just, you know, obviously it's not our personal fault. This is how we've been taught to think is like when something goes wrong, who was at fault? (laughs) So that we think that's the necessary first step to be able to figure out how to fix it. But if you think about it, it's actually doing that assigning of the fault and of the blame is a major hindrance to actually fixing it. Because if our instinct was, how can we fix it? We go into curiosity and into problem solving mode. If we go down the blame route, there is just so much internal and external drama that gets created. Because of course, as Natasha said, both being the victim and being the villain feel terrible. So whether you assign yourself the victim status, then you just get angry and it was this person's fault and they didn't remind me or they didn't check and blah, blah, blah. Or you assign yourself the villain role and you then just feel terrible about yourself and you feel ashamed and you feel embarrassed. Neither of those are very conducive to problem solving. (laughs) So you don't get actually to the problem solving step until you resolve those. But what we're suggesting is that you can try to skip them altogether. (laughs) So you don't don't even need the blaming part. You can just skip straight into curiosity mode and problem solving mode. Exactly. Because when we're talking about blame, what we're actually talking about doing is fault finding. But like fault finding as the first step 
doesn't really help us move forward. Like you said, Maria, it's just like sitting around figuring out who to shame, who to point the fingers at. Whereas what's actually helpful is maybe taking accountability over a situation, because when we think about accountability, that's like taking ownership over a situation. And when there's ownership over it, that is more empowering to now find a solution to be like forward focused and be like, hey, this is what's happened. But now we want to move forward and fix it and maybe make sure it doesn't happen again. And that doesn't come from finding fault. It comes from things like ownership um, and thinking about like taking accountability or responsibility in a different way than just finding out who we should point fingers at. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and your brain is like, wait, what's the difference? <laughs> what, like, what's the difference between finding fault and like taking ownership? Let's just break it down a little bit. I'm just sort of picturing in my head how I would, let's say, coach myself in that situation. The difference is if I, let's say that there was a mistake that happened and my first thought is I did something terrible or someone else did something terrible and now I'm angry at them. I would coach myself through seeing how that is helpful and helpful in this situation. And usually what I would discover is that it's very unhelpful because the feelings that get created by that thought are either, you know, shame if I'm the victim or if I'm the villain or anger if I'm the victim. And then the actions that I take usually are probably going to be a ton of ruminating or a ton of like complaining to my friends about it or a ton of like action that isn't at all related to problem solving. And my result, of course, is that I dig myself deeper and deeper into this hole, (laughs) you know, whatever role I picked for myself. So then I would see that and say, okay, this isn't a very helpful path. Why is this necessary for me to think that? What if I thought something else instead, such as, you know, I am a competent professional who can figure out difficulties, something along those lines. And then that puts you in a very different emotional and mental space where you actually are looking for your actions are that you are making a list of the things that need to be fixed and need to be addressed, et cetera. So that's, that's sort of how, what the difference is between finding fault and taking ownership. I love that. I think that's such a helpful breakdown. And I think maybe some of you all might be thinking like, well, we live in a society that likes to find blame and point fingers at people, but just because that's how our society functions, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how we have to function as individuals in a work environment. Like, yeah, sure, we have policies and procedures in a workplace where um, if things are not upheld to a certain standard, or if laws have been broken, maybe there needs to be some fault finding in that situation and determine who is responsible in that way. But it's all in order to help move forward from that situation and help determine kind of next steps and what is the proactive way to advance and progress. But like for most of us as individuals, when we sit around trying to contemplate and decide who's to blame, that is just such a huge block that prevents us from creating the progress that we need in order to move forward ourselves. Like we don't have to operate how our society necessarily functions or how we've decided that like we all follow laws and policies and procedures or things like that. Like we don't have to operate in our own individual interactions in that same way. Yeah, and I love that you brought up, you know, the societal pressure because that that often comes up not in just in this context, but in many different contexts of like when you try to make 
this internal change and make, you know, certain progress within yourself on anything, basically, not just this particular topic, that is an objection that comes up often in our brains. It's like, well, but it's not socially acceptable to do X. But my answer to that is, who the fuck cares? Like, until, I don't know, the very recent past, like women weren't allowed to own property. Like imagine if the people who fought against that were just like, eh, you know, society says, <laughs> you know, they shouldn't. So I guess we just leave it at that. No, somebody saw that, said this makes absolutely no sense. We need to change it. So I just question, like I invite you to question whenever your brain offers the objection of like, wait, but as a society, we <laughs> do X. Oh, who cares if it's completely unproductive? Let's work on changing it both internally and externally. <laughs> I love that because there are so many imperfect ways that our society functions that we've just kind of accepted and we like just follow along blindly or we're just like, well, I guess this is the rules. But it's like, does that actually need to be how we need to operate just because a bunch of people agree outside of us? Or maybe people don't even agree. They just haven't questioned it or we haven't really changed it yet or we're still like working to um, yeah, figure out how to shift it. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to show up in that way. Yeah, exactly. So if if your brain offers that as an objection, just question whether it's actually constructive. I think we should, as critically thinking individuals, consist, constantly be questioning whether our own internal assumptions or societal's, <laughs> society's assumptions are actually productive. And if not, what do we want to do about it? Yeah, totally. And I think the way, like, maybe forward or something to take away from this episode is like you get to decide whether or not you want to assign blame or look for responsibility or accountability. We're again, never here to tell you what you should or shouldn't do, but it's just like, allow yourself to contemplate what actually feels good in your body and what actually allows you to take the desired actions that you want to take to move forward from the situation, right? Does sitting around looking to blame either yourself or someone else actually feel good? Does it actually result in you problem solving and creating your desired result? Or is there some other pathway that might get you there faster? Because we're just trying to suggest that the part where we just sit around and we ruminate and we blame and we just like point fingers and it's like an internal dialogue back and forth between us and them isn't usually the most helpful thing. And it doesn't... totally always result in us getting what we want. And so if that's the case, right, there could always be this other option where we just don't even have to do that. We can like liberate ourselves from taking that step. It's not a mandatory step for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this podcast is all about obviously making work fun, by which we mean making things easier on yourself. And that's not to say like you should feel absolutely amazing all the time. If you want to grow and challenge yourself, it doesn't always feel amazing. But what we're trying to suggest in all of our topics is that there's a difference between something not feeling amazing because you're growing and challenging yourself. And there's the feeling terrible because you're actually stuck in one place and only you can answer for yourself which situation you're in and most often for me when I'm trying to assign blame I'm it's the latter it's like I'm stuck in a place where I'm just my brain is just spinning I'm angry I'm you know ashamed it's not moving me forward in any constructive way and it's just not not helpful so it definitely would make my work a lot more fun and it has when I've unpacked that pattern and try to, you know, move forward in a different way. 
That's such a good point, right? Like unpacking and like letting go of that pattern when I am able to let go of it just makes me feel so much calmer and more grounded and just like lighter. And then I can just move on, right? There are still times where I'm in this internal battle with my brain and we just want to go around finding blame. Um, But I'm also able to be aware of it a lot faster and catch myself and decide on purpose whether I want to continue it or whether I want to do something else intentionally. And I think that is the whole point is like generating some awareness about how your thought patterns are playing out for you and deciding whether you want to keep them or whether you want to work on shifting them to something that might probably serve you or feel better for you in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this this episode is kind of be a little bit shorter than usual just because we this is really all we had to say on it, but we thought it was a really important topic and really important point to make. And it's gonna be really, really helpful, <laughs> even though it, there's not a lot of a lot more to unpack here. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I that's sort of where I'm landing on this. No, I feel really good with this conversation and this discussion. So thank you so much for joining us, everyone. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high-achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.